a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave's X Media. By order of the High Inquisitor of Hogwarts, all student associations, societies, teams, groups, and clubs are henceforth disbanded. An organization, society, team, group, or club is hereby defined as a regular meeting of three or more students. Permission to reform may be sought from the High Inquisitor, Professor Umbridge. No student, organization, society, team, group, or club may exist without the knowledge and approval of the High Inquisitor. Any student found to have formed or belonged to an organization, society, team, group, or club that has not been approved by the High Inquisitor will be expelled. The above is in accordance with Educational Decree Number 24, signed Dolores Jane Umbridge, High Inquisitor. Welcome to the Restricted Section, the podcast in which we kind of like Harry Potter, kind of don't. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about today. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Chapter 17, Educational Decree Number 24. As Umbridge's first action as High Inquisitor, whatever the fuck that means, she has decided to disband all school clubs and make them apply to her to reinstate. Kind of awkward timing since Harry just created a club specifically to rebel against her teachings, specifically. But that's okay. Um, Hedwig gets hurt in the line of duty, but she's only hurt for now. It's okay. Um, And Sirius Black almost gets caught sticking his head in the Gryffindor common room fireplace. Welcome to the restricted section where kids are allowed to go into whatever dormitory they want to. I guess with permission of whomever <laughs> maybe lives with inside. some rules, <laughs> just like kicking down doors. So maybe not whatever dorm they want to. Uh, kids are allowed, uh, irres- irrespective of gender. I guess maybe it's like the end of that. What they identify with? No, because the- c- continue the episode. Christina. Anyway, we'll get there. We'll talk about it. I, I identify my gender as a revolving door. <laughs> <laughs> I, I identify as a slippy slide. <laughs> I haven't really thought about this. Um, You're, you could be in the leave, moon bounce. Leave it in the comments We're, below. It's like the fun is escalating. Anyway, my co-host today is obviously Mary Clay. <laughs> obviously. Say hello to the listeners, Mary Clay. Hello to the listeners, Mary Clay. It's funny every time. Say obviously to the listeners. <laughs> obviously. Well done. I love that. And our special guest today is Charlie from Of the Eldest Gods. Charlie, you have been on a lot of our episodes on the main feed and the bonus feed, so I'm yeah. sure listeners that you have heard yeah. them already, and if not, it won't be hard to find them if you just go randomly spelunking through our podcast in any direction. I've never seen or heard of this person before in my life. <laughs> They've had a break from me for a little bit, like, you know. Since the summer, it's like, <laughs> you're like our most recurring guest, I feel like. It's, I don't know why. It's, it's, is it because you like me or is it because you hate me and you just like really, really 
want to edit all of my audio out of the podcast. <laughs> you have to love your friends if you want them on your podcast because you have to listen to their stupid voices. Be like, <laughs> Andrew, if you're listening, drink some water, babe. <laughs> when I texted y'all listeners, I had a group of the Deus Ex Media creators on That's What I'm Talking About for Rings of Power. And I texted everyone afterwards and was like, so early we in the episode. are... So annoying in this episode. We're all screaming. This is terrible. If you're annoying with your friends, that's just friendship, baby. You know? Oh, man. Yeah. So, Charlie, how have you been since? I don't know. Rewind. Let me hit the old rewind button on this schedule. Goblet of fire. Scroll, 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 scroll. And then I'm at the end. And then I scroll back up. Charlie, how have you been since (laughs) May 25th, 2022 was the last time? No, that's wrong. It's actually later. That is so wrong. It was. Hold on, hold on. Um, I have it in here. Uh, June 15th. No, I don't know when it was. Yeah, yeah. June. (laughs) Crushing it it with these numbers. Was it Pride Um, Month? Was that the last time I was on? It was June 15th. It was Pride Month. It was first sorted. Anyway, have you been since June fifteenth? You know, I've I've gotten sick quite a few times since then. Well, you work with children now. Ugh. Ugh. Do you like your new job? Besides that, I do. I do. In fact, I get a lot of dopamine seeing the children's faces, and then I'm like, "Well, good." Well, now I have to change a diaper. No, it's fine. I Diapers still love aren't them. even that They're, bad. Look, speaking of children, look at my nephew on Santa's <gasps> oh, lap. Oh my god! Look at him what a perfect little baby! What a perfect baby! I look love at his. Oh my so... god, he's wearing red corduroy Oshkosh bagash overalls. Yep. We I were talking about show. I was just waiting for the smallest opportunity to show that picture. <laughs> any any opportunity. Aren't nibblings awesome? It's great. They're so they're so much better than having actual children. I don't know. I guess <laughs> no, Brooke kind of so likes true. it, but it's personally, so I feel like I feel like my my two nieces, one actually related to me via my sister in law, and the other one, Brooke's baby. I don't do anything for them. It's easy to love them because I don't have to do the whole thing. <laughs> yes. Wow. Anyway, I'm getting real poetic. I've had like um. I've had like a pretty down week, y'all. Like, do y'all get like the wintertime depressos? Uh, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't uh I wouldn't single that out to just one season a year. Well the well, the seasonal depression? It's it's darker yeah, a lot. Just, it can't be seasonal yeah. if you're always depressed. <laughs> <laughs> How about both? I started a new job three weeks ago and I always kind of get like new job depression too, where I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. yeah. Even though I'm like, I like love it and it's amazing. Yay. I didn't know you started a new job. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Guess what I'm doing? Publishing or writing? Books. It's book stuff. It's book stuff. (laughs) Always. When, When are you not doing book things? Um, yeah, so I just feel like I've had a weird energy. Well, and it's also been like pouring fucking rain today. Oh my gosh, right? I've just been so cold and like pissed and like wearing all my different sweatpants and like uh, my energy has been not good. So I was I really rallied. I had some want some chicken cilantro wontons for dinner and I'm drinking some white wine. So I'm ready. I'm ready to get silly here on the restricted section. As always. Yay. Other news. I also got a new ergonomic desk chair. So if it sounds like I'm fidgeting a little bit, it's because I don't get it. All right. It's one of those it's one of those ones that you kind of like kneel on, you know? Oh yeah. 
Hmm. I like it. It's just I feel like I have to move. My all lower the time. back issues could never. Yeah. I, I switch between this chair and a regular chair. Anyway, nobody cares. Uh, desk talk. Let's talk about desks, actually, because I am so fed up with my desk scenario because okay. I recently um, and by recently, I mean, like four months ago. <laughs> no. Two. When was October? October. Two. <laughs> October months ago. <laughs> our old office, my company's it was changing office locations and they're downsizing to a smaller office because so many people work remote. Hello, me. And they had all these extra monitors and I had my work computer is like it, it's it's the tiniest screen you've ever seen in your mm. life. Like the laptop they issued oh, no. me is the tiniest little screen. So I went and got a monitor. But the way that like my desk is set up now and like I have to be able to swap my work laptop and my personal laptop out because I sit here to do podcasting. So I can't have my work laptop like permanently set up in one spot on my desk. And my mm. desk is just not big enough. What and you do is you get you get a monitor and you switch it out between your personal laptop and your work laptop. This monitor does not work with uh mac oh man i mean i I actually i have no idea that could be a complete lie i have never tried it i just heard from someone else that you can't use this monitor to connect with a lap i mean with a mac um wow so i'll send sean over for a free consultation um and we said i said i would do that before about yeah for my wi-fi yeah did you get that thing figured out that was like eight months ago also like my apartment is just it's just a fire hazard. It's just so it's just a bomb waiting to happen because there <laughs> are one, two, three, four. Five. There are five total outlets in my apartment. Um, so what? Every, that has to be no. illegal. <laughs> so no. every so at my desk is a power sh- and it is a full power strip. Like every oh, single God. plug is utilized and the power strip is plugged into an extension cord that is plugged into another power strip that is plugged into no. the outlet. No. <laughs> Mary Clay, no. Dude. I mean, what do you want me well, to do? You it's not your house. Like you don't it, you don't own it. Like, so who cares if it burns down sometimes? <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? So the I one no outlet idea. is behind um, this is for all the viewers. Just kidding. We don't post any Dude, videos. I, I literally am going to send Sean over to do a little safety we, I check. I have one outlet behind the couch and then one outlet on the wall, like where my TV stand is. So like, where, where am I supposed to plug in? I mean, obviously, this apartment was not built with like someone working from home full time in mind. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Back in the How day did we get day, here? We were talking about desks. in the factory. <laughs> Before we get to the chapter, we have an email from one guest. One nobody guest? Wants to guess who, not, yeah, not nobody wants guests. to guess who the email's from. Um, Me. I wrote it in <laughs> <laughs> when I was <laughs> drunk one day. I don't know. Okay, Charlie, who do you think it is? Is it Mots? Yeah, it's Mots. <laughs> <laughs> and I copy and pasted this here at least a couple weeks ago, so I don't remember what it says at all. So we're just going to dive right in. I trust you, Mots. And I trust you, former me, who put this in the notes. Hello there. I've had this idea in the back of my head for months. I meant to send it in for this week's episode, uh, but then I forgot to even write it. 
Thankfully, there are plenty of other moments of umbrage being terrible in this book, so it's not really too late. I wish I could take credit for this, but it's not my original thought. I first heard it in the Super Carla Brothers video, Dumbledore's Big Plan, The Order of the Phoenix. Oh, I probably should have watched that in preparation for this. Have you guys seen that video? I have not, but I was recently talking with the third Carlin brother, Tyler. A Carlin brother? <laughs> he, he's not the one of the... He's not, he's not super, though. <laughs> I'm going to text him that he's right now. Super. You're not super. He's a muggle. Um... But we were we were all together, and one of our other friends, Ethan, works for uh, SCB, and we were talking about this series of videos they did that was all about what if Harry had been put in Slytherin, and like right. going down this rabbit hole, and like it was so fat, like just for us to talk about it, and like the domino effect of like what would have happened if he had never been in Madame Malkin's shop at the same time as Draco to hear that like bias against Slytherin house. And they eventually came to, well, they would have lost because then Neville never would have pulled out the sword and killed the snake or something like that. Um, so I don't know if that's from the same series at all, but like wow. it was really, it was really like cool like rabbit hole idea discussion to like go down to go down through through that's fun i don't Have know where it's just coming out of my mouth i Sorry. i the the one that Mats is actually talking about yes i i think i did but like oh then cut out everything ago. i just said <laughs> <laughs> i haven't watched like almost any videos because i don't like watching videos and especially youtube videos i don't like them it's gotten so hard for me to watch a lot of YouTube. Unless it's OSP, the I'm probably not weird. watching, sadly. <laughs> okay, Moss goes on. Uh, I think the reason why Dumbledore didn't stop the Ministry from exposing all the poor people at Hogwarts to the terror of Dolores Umbridge and why he allowed it to happen in the first place was that this was his plan all along. Why? Well, dot, dot, dot. At this point in time, Fudge, along with most of the Wizarding World, is still in denial about the return of Voldemort. He's convinced that Dumbledore is plotting against him, and in his desperation, what Fudge wishes more than anything is to have someone at Hogwarts to be his eyes and ears. But how could he manage that? Enter Educational Decree number 22. According to this decree, the ministry has the right to appoint a new teacher at Hogwarts if the headmaster is unable to fill the position. And luckily for Fudge, Dumbledore has been unable to, define, unable to find a defense against the dark arts teacher for the upcoming school year, which is such a shame. If only Dumbledore were the leader of a group of competent people who are working against Voldemort, which consists of several Aurors who are highly trained in the dark arts and would be very good candidates for this specific job. Oh, wait. Why did Dumbledore not get one of the members of the Order of the Phoenix for the defense against the dark arts job when he is clearly in a fantastic position to do so? At his disposal, Dumbledore has his brother Aberforth, the actual Mad-Eye Moody, Kingsley, several Weasleys, Emmeline Vance, and Severus Snape, yes, I'm counting him, among many others. The reason why he didn't is that he intended for the ministry to send one of their people. To be clear, I don't think he intended for Umbridge specifically to be appointed, just anyone from the ministry, someone who would, at the order of Cornelius Fudge, continuously deny the return of Voldemort and, thanks to Fudge's fear and paranoia, refuse to teach the students properly, which, as we know, would go on to blow up in his face and rather spectacularly so. The main idea of this theory is that Dumbledore intended for the students, and especially Harry, to slowly stop trusting the ministry. 
And after months of umbrage, most of the students of Hogwarts no longer respect them. Harry, Ron, and Hermione start, for the lack of a better word, a study group to try and undermine Umbridge's regime and are rebelling against Fudge. And it's clear that many of the other students are more than happy to help. By sending Umbridge to teach, Fudge basically causes his own downfall. His own downfall. And if the ministry interfering was indeed part of Dumbledore's plan, said plan went better than he could have ever dreamed of. Sorry about the long email. It's okay. I still love you, Mots. I love you all, and I can't wait to come on and discuss the absolute horror that is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. I absolutely love this book. I hope you have a fantastic day. Sincerely, Mots. Um, and for everyone, Mots is coming on, mm, I think, our late January episode. So look forward to that. Um, I love this theory. It makes perfect sense to me. Any notes? I mean, I it's going to be a boring note, but yeah, I, that that sounds cool. Yeah. That was post very well that just sound, thought out. It just says cool and you post it. Yeah, I dig it. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense. Like, I think these books a lot of times are like, well, it, you have to do this and this is next and this is the only option. And it, they, ex- Joanne expects you to just like go along like la-di-da-di-da. But anytime you're like, hey, wait, why? It, it falls apart. <laughs> You know, yeah. like the like the Goblet of Fire, like Harry has to play, like that thing. It's like, why? Magically and it's binding. Like, well, we just, it, <laughs> Thank you so much for writing in, Mots. You are one of our most beloved correspondents. Yes, we appreciate you. Always. Go drink some water. That's my I thought you were telling me that. Months. I'm like, okay, damn. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I need to drink some more water, I can too. hear your oh, lips me. open on the recording. <laughs> So we're here to talk about Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Chapter 17, Educational Decree Number 24. It's mm. a lot of words. We're in full, like, we're in full umbrage mode now. Yeah. Yeah. We're in f- the full swing of school. Love that, uh, the, ch- the chapter image, just the, her hand coming out of the fire. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. It's, that's exactly what it is. It's like giving away what happens at the very end of the chapter. Like, why? Are you- yeah, it's I like had it- to go back and I'd be like, I'm pretty sure that is what the chapter was, wasn't it? Yep. <laughs> yep. Lovely. Charlie, you're doing like a clutching your pearls <laughs> <Yeah>. motion. <like>. <laughs> <laughs> the days keep on coming. The days keep coming and they don't, don't co- stop, stop coming. coming. Don't stop coming. Don't <laughs> stop coming. I'm an idiot, dude. Monday morning, they come down into the common room and they see a new announcement stating that all clubs are disbanded until Umbridge reapproves them upon penalty of expulsion. And Harry doesn't think about Quidditch, like, like <laughs> immediately. That's the first for him. That's so weird <laughs> to me, dude. Why didn't you think about that? Teams. It says teams. I think on it's it. because he's so guilty about Dumbledore's army right now. He feels so guilty. So. Do we think this decree came through because Umbridge knows about the club, the defense um, club, my brain, the DA defense association? My brain went to like the movie scene where it's like, that's exactly why this happens. Not to talk right. about the movie, but like they overhear them coming back and they're talking about like the setting up or something. Clear, though. Yeah. The movie's like, this is why this happened. I mean, it's definitely like what happens later in the chapter where we find out that Mundungus Fletcher was also there. So it's perfectly reasonable for there to have also been, you know, maybe not umbrage in disguise there, but like 
someone like Draco or someone who's Yo, just we actually we actually snitch. have no real way of knowing that Mundungus maybe wasn't also giving information to the ministry. We don't know really True. anything about yeah. him other than he's a scoundrel. Or 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 um I think because it's Aberforth that owns the hogshead, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about him. Do you yeah, do we totally. think he would have Is contacted Dumbledore and been like, hey, a bunch of your kids are in here talking about forming a like illegal <laughs> army. Um, but then I don't know. I don't think Dumbledore would have told Umbridge that information. I mean, hard no. Um, well, what if it got intercepted? In this- like a message got intercepted or something. Oh, yeah. To if it was, yeah. True. Yeah. This, this, yeah that's what that this chapter is also about. It's all about the intercepted message. True, Redway, true. So. Espionage. Well, do we think that the barman in this scene is Aberforth? Uh, well, that was in the previous chapter, so I didn't oh, yeah, the previous that part. Chapter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to say the least, it's all blending together at this point. I'm I'm going to say probably. I want to go back and see. The, I mean, this is one of those things where it's like, did she plan, you know, in this book yeah. for the barkeep at Hogshead to be Aberforth Dumbledore? Or did she only reveal the, or did she only come up with that idea, you know, when she was writing Deathly Hallows? Right. Um, let me see. Let me like go back and read the description. Hmm. Hmm. How much credit hmm. do we want to give Joy? Okay, here we again? go. So it says hmm. none. There was a man at the bar whose whole head was wrapped in dirty gray bandages. Two figures shrouded in hoods sat at a table in one of the windows. This is fucking hilarious. Harry might have thought them dementors. Um, I just love the idea of like dementors like taking their, you know. Union yeah. <laughs> mandated fifteen minute break in the Hogshead. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds. Dementors like need to take a chill pill every once in a while too. Um and yeah, it just says the bar. Yeah, the barman. The barman sidled toward them out of a back room. He was a grumpy looking old man with a great deal of long gray hair and a beard. He was tall uh-huh. and thin and looked vaguely familiar. So I do think Ooh. she planned at this point for this to be yeah, Dumbledore's brother. What does he have? Good. The piercing blue eyes. Uh, whatever. <laughs> stupid eyes and stupid <laughs> Harry Potter. We should drink every time they mention anyone's eyes ever. <laughs> true. True. Joanne. It could have been one of the Dementors that snitched. Who knows? <laughs> they do hate Harry. <laughs> Imagine the Dementors gossiping about Harry. <laughs> so Ron and Harry need feel the, for the first time ever that they need Hermione urgently. Okay, okay, but like, think about Ron, Ron thinking who snitched, too, in this scene. He he He's like, oh yeah, Zach Smith, but he says the guy that's dating Ginny. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, immediately, because he's like, he's dating my sister, obviously. He <laughs> snitched, because I don't like him. Mm. Ron is toxic masculinity at this point in his arc. Yeah, at all times. <laughs> so... Ron Ron runs like right up the stairs to the girls' dormitory, which is something he's literally never attempted in four years, but he does Surprising. it today. Why? It is really funny that this is the thing that they're like we have to tell yeah. Hermione now, and nothing else that has ever happened to them at this fucking school. Joanne just came up with this and was like, "That'll be that's fun. funny, yeah." Why? And then okay, so he runs up the stairs to the girls' dormitory, and the stairs go flat. 
like a slide and he just slides right back down. And Hermione comes out and is like, girls can come into the boys dormitory. Boys can't come into the girls dormitory. It's an old rule, which is code for a sexist rule. And it's like all further code for like a transphobic rule. It's it's code for (laughs) turf, turf. Once again. Yeah. Like the breadcrumbs were here. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think that's a pretty, that's a pretty like standard, like, I mean, just think about like summer camp and stuff. That's a kind of like standard rule. Did you guys ever have, um, uh, have like no purpling, which was that the boys and the girls are not to like intermingle in each other's like cabins or anything. Yeah. No purpling because red and blue makes purple. (laughs) I went to Girl Scout camp. So... No, no boys. <laughs> yeah, I too none. went to Girl Scout camp. Yeah, I went to Girl Scout camp and I went to Bible camp one time. I'm not afraid to admit it. I, I, the no purpling thing was. I don't think it was said to us by our chaperones, but it was at. It was like on our like youth mission trip. Someone else, one of the other kids, used thing. that phrase. God, that's so weird. Uh. And also, Hermione does say like, "Oh, it's an old fashioned rule," but it is kind of like what. Okay, okay. But like, but like, really think about it. So one girl can go into the dorm filled with guys. Yeah, that's, that's the part that I don't get. But one guy can't go into a dorm filled with girls. Yeah, that's the part I don't get. Dude, I was such a slut when I was in high school. Like I would have gone straight into the boys dormitory. (laughs) Like there would have been no stopping me. Like, like, yeah, it's just, that's just. I can't, I can't word how I feel about how weird this is. I think a, um, a beloved fan theory is that like a trans girl like goes up to the dormitory and like doesn't get slided. Yeah. I think that's so precious. (laughs) The slidening. Yeah, it is very precious. And that's a very good example of the small ways that I think the queer fandom tries to take back this series. I do love that. And once again, I'm just like, but what would ha- what would happen to me? What would happen? Do you to- have to sleep in the common room, babe? Sorry, you have to curl up by the fire in a sleeping bag. <laughs> like I don't oh, go no. to either dorm. I I'm I'm slid down either one actually. Plot <laughs> twist. Anyway, yeah, I think like a I think like a classic reading of this is that it's just sexist, but a more contemporary reading is that it's like transphobic. Yeah, the binary does not I, exist. However. I would love to make such a dramatic entrance every single morning that you slide down and then like jump up in the common room. Are you kidding? That would be so much fun. Yeah. My brother, Michael, when we were rich as kids and my brother, Michael, had one of those like loft beds that he slid down a slide to get out of bed every morning. Oh, my gosh. I love that. And there was like a tent underneath. That's so cool. Anyway. It's fun to be a kid. <laughs> I mean, like, there are girls who, like, are appa- were apparently just, like, on the stairs and got slid down because oh, of yeah. Rod. So I'm They're just like, like woo! And again, we have to think of the mechanics of how that works. Like... It's a big And slide. also the fact that, like, they're fifth-year students and they have never once seen this happen, you know? Like, they haven't ever been sitting in the common room and, like, seen... Other guys try to do it or, you know. Or Harry hasn't noticed because he's dumb. (laughs) What if this whole time (laughs) students have been like sliding down 
the you know the girl's dormitory stairs this whole time. And then it, it's it's my favorite trope ever of like in movies, ridiculous or insane things happening in the background while your character is in the foreground is just oblivious to it. <laughs> you know what? Maybe That's our Harry. Maybe Harry has ADHD because he just doesn't notice shit. And it, neither do I. I think Harry's one of those people where the diagnosis would just be trauma. <laughs> like Same. it's like it it's just all adding up, you know. So they show Hermione the new decree or like whatever. Like Umbridge thinks she's a king. They're sure someone blabbed about the Defense Association. <laughs> that's what I keep calling it, even though that's like the last name. But like Hermione is like, no, I jinxed the sign up sheet. No one could have blabbed because we'd know. Okay. It's metal. Charlie, what do you think about the sign up sheet jinx? This is the first time we're talking about this. This is it's so terrible when Did you when listen it happens. to yesterday's episode? Um yes, and I've forgotten many things. So I don't remember well, what y'all said. I think it was Andrew was uh, especially bothered by this. Yeah. The hex? It's a jinx. Okay, Don't jinx. be dramatic, Mary. Jinx, Blake. hex, oh, okay. curse. It's, it's, they're, they're all are technically different things, but like, whatever. It's still terrible. Like, actually, Hermione, what the fuck? No, what are y'all talking about? This is the coolest thing Hermione has ever done in her 15 years of life. I think the op- the opposing stance to that thesis, Mary Clay, is that she like super non-consensually gets people to sign this thing without understanding that there could be like penalties. Yeah. And then sort of, if not permanently, at least long term disfigures like somebody else's you know what? face about you it. You know what? This is a magically binding contract. It's a magically binding contract. They just didn't want Harry to get acne if he uh, said no to the Goblet of Fire. That would be so funny if that's actually what happened to him. (laughs) And instead it says, like, loser on his head. Yeah. (laughs) Wimp. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I don't like it. I'm sorry. As someone who got bullied... I'm like, I mean, when I was a kid, I thought it was hilarious and amazing. I felt so vindictive. I was like, yeah, bitch, that's what happens when you tat up. Yeah. Yeah. She, no, no, it's, it's, I mean, you would only have something to worry about if you were going to snitch. Snitches get, what, what is, what do snitches get, class? Pimples, pimples. (laughs) Pimples, apparently. Stitches, that's right. The opposing argument is that Marietta was like peer pressured to go to the meeting, peer pressured to sign the document. And then Mm. I think she's like forced under Rivera to serum, or at least that's an implication, like a reading. Oh, okay. That I do understand. Okay. It's the Vera to serum part that if it wasn't her, if it wasn't completely of her own volition of like revealing it well you you guys can talk more about that when you get to that chapter i guess yeah, but I, f- oh, yeah. I feel like i'd be better with it if hermione did it afterwards but it's just it's also just the fact that like no one consented to like what the heck is going on here uh i think some people like i think if you ask maybe like fred and george like oh you signed that piece of paper what happens if you tattletale they'd be like i don't know man hermione made it so probably something awful like i think people who know hermione like know that to be afraid but like uh 
Marietta doesn't fucking know anyone here. Or no. is that her name? Yeah, it yeah, is her Mary- name. Isn't it Marietta Edgecombe? Yes, that oh, is her name. Marietta Edgecombe. What a bitch. She is. I mean, she didn't, She might not have titled. She might have only titled under duress, but she's still a bitch. She's so betchy. I mean, she's one of Cho's friends, and I'm pretty sure they're canonically all bitches. Yes. We're going to call them the cho- the chodes. <laughs> cho-, <laughs> cho and the chodes. Cho and the chodes. <laughs> I hate it. The Cho Chang gang. <laughs> Um, the Chodettes. <laughs> I hate all of them. We have so to okay. stop this. So they go downstairs for breakfast. And um, all of the students from the Hogshead are like coming up and asking about the... And Hermione's <laughs> like, like, you fucking idiots. You like, know nothing away. about running an go illegal away. group. They're like swarming her. Like, like don't, don't form the club right now. They're going to get you. Un- wait, unclump. What is that from? Disperse. I don't know. Harry says right away that they're going to carry on doing it anyway. Classic Gryffindor. And then Angelina yeah. comes running over freaking out because Quidditch is included in the decree. And Harry's like, oh. This has major Oliver Wood um, book three vibes of, of just the desperation around Angelina's Quidditch. possessed by him. Yeah. <laughs> Right? That's and she's it, like, I literally do not care about your fucking club. This is about Quidditch. This is serious business. That's what Don't says fuck season. it up for us, Harry. What he says in like Chamber of Secrets, you can't cancel Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, people are dying, Oliver. <laughs> people are dying. He doesn't give a shit. So Angelina like begs Harry and I something upset on bridge so that maybe they can have Quidditch back and he promises. Yeah, she's crying. She's, and he's just- I promise anything. Yeah. He's just like, Harry, Harry, just don't mess up again. Just like, just please. I want to play in sports. <laughs> this is my one thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's his one thing too, basically, except for his chode crush. Um, his, his other thing is that he's the chosen one. <laughs> oh my god I for- how could I forget about that you can't forget that so it's time to go to history of magic are y'all are y'all ready to learn something oh yeah my favorite class it's the ghost teacher would you guys like history of magic Mary Clay would you like it I can't remember if I've like shared this headcanon or not but it stems from that um, fucking Harry Potter mobile game that you guys got me mm. Playing oh, yeah. when we I started, I started inter. Here's the here's the like backstory, everyone. I started interning at Brandy of Lane, our friendship. and this was the same about the same time that this like Hogwarts mystery <coughs> mobile game had just come out. And what I is a Hogwarts Legacy. Is I that think? was that? It? I don't no, know. Hogwarts and Legacy isn't that like the new one? Wow, I surely don't know. Yeah, and Hogwarts Mystery, right? That's what I fucking said. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what? You did? You said Hogwarts Mystery. And you're like, mm, no, I think it's called Legacy. And I was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't hear you. Please carry on. Pretend okay, I'm not so even here. Now this story Make is so long. God. <laughs> Continue, please. I was not playing the game, but I got there and everyone else was. And I was like, I'm going to be cool. And I am going to start playing this game so I can talk about it with everyone else. So you I started playing your this colleagues. game. And look, it's. I know, right? In the game, 
So like when you're in all the other classes, you're doing things. It's like gathering ingredients for the potions and you're, I don't know, stirring the pot and you're feeding the animals and stuff. When you're in history class, it's like playing exploding snap and and like drawing and like um, laughing at Tonks um, when she's doing her like transformations. Because she like pretends to be Bins. Yes. And like oh, goes yeah, up and then, you're right. yep, goes behind him. It's so funny. Oh, and I, love funny. It. I forgot about that. And I love this asleep. idea that Benz is so boring and so oblivious that you just go to his class and you hang out and have fun with your friends and talk and play games. And he has no clue what's going on. That's actually so, so much better than the it's like study text. hall. Like, yes, isn't it? Yeah. So if that was actually happening, because and like we see in the class how in this chapter how oblivious he is that like a f- whole fucking owl comes to the window and he right. has no clue that has happened. So in that sense, I would love m- what is this magic history class <laughs> history of magic, magic history? <laughs> yeah, the subject I would enjoy bins. I would fall asleep. Can I have um? Taylor teach it instead. I, I would like Taylor to be my history of magic. Teacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. I think she would um, have a lot to say about the way that uh, wizards run things. Yeah, though. exactly. <laughs> but that that's why I want her to. <laughs> that's why teachers like Taylor. Yeah, are important. I prefer that. One of my best friends, Anna, is a history teacher, too. And whenever Taylor's in town, I'm like, Anna, remember Taylor? She's the history teacher. And Anna's like, oh, my God. Yeah, let's talk about history. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I love I love history classes, but you need a fun person to like spin the story. You need in a someone fun who's way. gonna like story tell. Exactly. Oh my god, I'm reading right now. Right now I'm reading A Little Princess by Frances Hodgins Burnett. The main character is a good person and a storyteller. And that's a comment that she makes is like one of the little girls like remembers what the best deal is and she's like, That's because I told that dope story about the best deal. You gotta have a history teacher who is a good storyteller. Good. And maybe that's why I don't identify with math. What story you got for me, math? Numbers. So Hedwig is, in fact, at the window, and Harry goes to let her in and brings her back to his desk. And all the girls are like, oh, my God, and Owl, she's so pretty and cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she's she's the best owl. Let's be clear. How alarmed would you be if your owl showed up while you were in class? I'd be like, okay, who died? What What happened? Like, what's wrong? Yeah, why are you here? What's wrong? Like, you didn't show up 20 minutes ago. Why are you here now? Yeah. The way I would have immediately started crying when I saw that she was at, like, if it was my owl and I yeah. realized that she was injured, I would immediately start crying. Oh, <laughs> I would just yeah. burst into You're tears right. and start I think panicking. I would too. Hedwig and my dear cat Penny have a lot in common. And so I I interchange them, you know, in the in these Aww. hypotheticals. I'm like, what if Penny showed up with like a woman? Um maybe paw? don't read Deathly so Hollows then. <gasps> Penny! No. Is she in the room? No, she hates the sound of my voice. <laughs> cat people would be like Oh my goodness. Hedwig's injured. Harry's like, just got her. 
So Harry is like, uh, Professor Bins, I'm not feeling well. I need to go to the hospital. He literally right? hides a fucking like, owl behind <laughs> his back. And Bins is like, sure, go ahead, Perkins. Which you, no, Bins no, this is, is probably a- the one person who doesn't know who Harry Potter is. <laughs> he says, yes, he, says he calls him by the wrong name. Yeah, that like, is funny. What? You have a role that is funny. call. My, my brain just like went to that meme. The like, what you got there? A smoothie. And like, that's that's what Harry is doing right now. <laughs> what yeah. you got there? I'm sick. Cough, cough. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Sean went out the door today. It was like pouring rain and he had to do his like white elephant at work. Hmm. And so he put the gift bag under like inside his parka and like zipped it up all like the it was way a- up. Pregnant woman with his, like, with like his he was a pregnant woman, was Christmas exactly present there. baby. Good. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm picturing him doing that with Hedwig to like get her. Uh, yes, yes. He's like, um, I ate a lot at breakfast. That's <laughs> why my stomach yes. is massive. I want, I want to imagine Harry just like being that, being that a- animal parent to to like do that. Be like, no, I'm gonna warm my more warm up my little pet in my sweater. Oh, <laughs> just snuggle Aww. her. So Harry does, I think relatably, run down in a panic looking for someone to help him with his beloved pet. He goes to the staff room looking for Grubbly Plank, but he finds Professor McGonagall, and then he finds Professor Grubbly Plank. Luckily, exactly where he looks for her. Yeah, <laughs> he did a lot of like smart deduction that yeah. Harry Potter usually does not do. Where he's like, you're right about that. Okay, my first instinct is to take him to Hagrid, but Hagrid's not here, so I guess I'll take him to Grubbly Plank. Um, and then <laughs> yes, he looks exactly. outside and he doesn't see her anywhere on the grounds, and so he's like, okay, well she's from not, the one window. She's not, yeah. <laughs> okay, well she's not teaching class, so maybe she's in the teachers' lounge. I love the idea that there's a fucking teachers' lounge. I want to know at Hogwarts. The podcast at large has a headcanon that there's like a very well decked out liquor bar in there that Flitwick oh, kind of yeah. carries. Oh, yeah. That's right. Like a liquor cab. We covered. haven't seen, we. I mean, we have seen the teacher's lounge before because that's where they have that Bogart lesson in mm, right, book three. Right. Yeah, and, and later in the book, not the movie, Harry and Ron are hiding in there, remember? Yeah, that's how they learned that Jenny Weasley got taken down to the chamber. Oh, of that's a, oh, okay. Yes, yep, yep. yeah. Okay, so here I am being like, oh, the teachers' lounge. That's fun. Meanwhile, it's been mentioned multiple times in multiple other books. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it has. Definitely forgot about that. But uh, here comes Grubbly playing, smoking a pipe. <laughs> Just oh yeah, chilling. she's very cool, dude. <laughs> she's extremely cool. She seems very chill. I just really briefly have to say that um, I'm texting Haley right now. Not right now. Well, I guess right now because I'm reading it aloud. But uh, <laughs> I, I, me, Haley, and Alex are going to be on next week's episode. And Haley said, oh, cool. I just recorded with her a couple days ago. And I said, oh, my God, are you going to be on My Cabbages? And Haley said, they had me on for Boiling Rock Part 2, perhaps the horniest episode in the whole series. So everyone, please check out Cabbages, My Cabbages. Yes. I don't know if that will have come out yet. Maybe it comes out on Friday. I I'm really <laughs> jealous of Haley going on for that episode because the horniest episode boiling <laughs> boiling rock one and two hey, are riot. <laughs> the best episode that very that good. has it has 
Like, like uh, Zuko catches Sokka trying to sneak out, and Sokka goes, "Fine, are you happy now?" And Zuko goes, "I'm never happy." <laughs> and <laughs> and it has it oh, has my, my girlfriend turned into the moon. That's rough, buddy. Oh yeah, it's a really those it are has quality. This, those are some of my favorite episodes. The, the so really that, hot that'll Suki be really moments. fun. The really hot Suki moments where she just beats people up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, this is uh, welcome to my cabbage. Yeah, well, this is a podcast, podcast about <laughs> my cabbages, which is an Avatar podcast. I do really want to do an episode with cabbages about queer ships. Oh, maybe we should do like a Deus Ex Media forum about queer ships. I feel like that's like appropriate. Like, I feel like nobody should be left out of that conversation. I still think you and cabbages need to do like a collab where you just watch the movie Hook because it has. It has t- it has an actor from each of your properties. Come on, that's oh, nice. true. Maggie that's Smith true. and and Dante, Dante Bosco. Bosco. Okay, all right. I'll put it on the list, Charlie. Well, no, and also, um, oh wait, no, never mind. Jason Isaacs is in the other. Is in um, yeah, that's Peter, that's Pan. Peter Pan two thousand three. Yeah, that's also maybe we should just have a Peter Pan podcast. <laughs> oh my god, uh, that was the. I'll that was it. the first time I was ever so horny I'll in do my life Pan is when podcast. that specific Man, one came we're out. We're really getting panned by the critics. <laughs> hey. Oh my god. Um, okay. So Harry Potter. Harry Potter. So, <laughs> Harry Potter is like Professor Grubbly playing Here's My Owl. She says, it looks like Hedwig was attacked. She says a Thestral might have done it. And Harry is like, I don't know. It's like I don't that? know what you're talking about. Harry's I don't understand like, I don't know I don't what care. that I don't know and I don't care. But like he does. Why did Harry just listen with your ears? Anyway, she's like, cool. This is a pretty cool bird to hang out with for the next couple days. And meanwhile, and Hedwig is like, her. you're giving me to a stranger. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I feel like Hedwig should be like, thank God. <laughs> Take me away from this child. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think Hedwig should be like reassured by Harry right now. <laughs> she's smarter yeah. than that. Yeah. She's like, finally, away from this child who always doesn't treat me right, you know, leaves me in this cage for months at a time. Uh, So as, as Hedwig is walking away, um, (laughs) McGonagall remembers to get Harry's letter. Yeah. She's like, there's probably private stuff on that. Harry, why didn't you think of that first? Like grab the letter and be like, his bird was, was hurt. I mean, yeah. That's his first priority. He doesn't even think about why his bird was hurt. God, yeah, he, just, yeah, you're right. He so just reacts wrong. on instinct. He's Cuts. like, we must fix you. Like, I'm glad like, that his instinct God, yeah. is that. But, but also, you didn't think about why at all? Come on. Bro. Yeah, McGonagall yeah. has to be real. Like, like. so Harry, where was this owl flying from? <laughs> and then he's like, um... London. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're both like London? staring intensely wink, at wink. each other. <laughs> wink, wink. And then she's like, "Um, maybe be careful, because yeah, we're yes. being watched." I I love the idea of like being away at boarding school, and then like you and one of your professors are in on like a cool secret together. You know, that's kind of fun, right? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I kind of like it too. They are in a secret club. Well, especially someone as severe as McGonagall. It's like we're, we're yes. not in on this together. Yes, we it's like, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm cool enough to know something that McGonagall knows, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's a note from Sirius saying 
same time, same place, eh? AKA, my head will be in the fire at midnight. That's fine. That's yes. totally fine. Harry finds Ron and Hermione in the courtyard on break or something. And um, I love this moment. He's like, what do you, he's like, do you think it means we'll talk in the fireplace again? And then one of the, I I don't know if it was Hermione or Ron. One of them goes like, of course that's what it means. (laughs) Yeah. Hermione's like, you idiot. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) So now it's time for potions. Oh my God. Malfoy is talking like really loudly about how the Slytherin Quidditch team got reinstated right away. Well, shit, because of nepotism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of nepotism. Well, you know, Umbridge was a Slytherin, so of course she'll be fine with this. Yeah, you're right about that. Our Behind the Magical Bastards bonus episode about Umbridge comes out, I think, in February. Hold on, let me consult my master schedule. Look at you having a master schedule. I need to get me one of those. Yeah, it comes out February. It comes out February 11th. Oh, my God. That one's really fun. So you could sign up for our Patreon to listen. Just saying. Yeah. Malfoy's spewing bullshit. He's like, he's like talking about how Harry is off his rocker. I don't know. Yo, yeah. The same Mungo's thing. God, he's like, it's only a matter of time for the ministry has him carted off to St. Mungo's. And oh, this is the Neville thing that happens. I feel like it's just to be like, hey, everyone, remember that St. Mungo's is a thing? Maybe we'll go there yeah. soon. I don't know. I mean, that, that's I remember what the that, scene yeah, is Yeah, Neville has a connection there. Yeah. The, this is That's what this is setting up. This is like, you got to remember that. It's going to happen a, in a little while. Yeah. But God, Neville. Would you have let Neville go? Would you? Would, yeah. Yeah. No, Um, I don't know, man, because I wouldn't want him to get hurt. But like, I would definitely want him to be able to get his rage out. How about, how about just like, maybe, push I guess him what aside. I'm saying is I would help him fight. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know, maybe, maybe be like, Neville, I'm coming with you. Let's go, let's go. Punch yeah. him out together. <laughs> and I'm coming with you. <laughs> and you all get like so beat up. Did I quote that right? I'm notoriously bad at quoting things I love today. Was that a good Samwise quote? Is that what he says? Say it again. No, it's, no, I won't. The moment <laughs> is gone. <laughs> we lost it. <laughs> So Neville goes to attack Draco. Harry holds him back. Snape comes out and is like, "Oh wait, hang on, guys!" Harry is choking Neville. <laughs> yeah, that's true. really. He yeah, is. he puts his that's arm. My notes say puts his arm around his neck, and it mentions that like Neville's face was turning red, largely because like Whoa. Harry was like blocking his airway and. <laughs> Harry, why? Wow. Maybe, maybe don't. That was a little bit too. I'm much. assuming like so he went extra. to go grab Neville, and that's just like the hold he that he got on him. him. Yeah, but yeah, he's choking him out. Jesus Christ! Wow, Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, that's our boy. Snape text takes ten points from Gryffindor. So then they all go into the potions classroom, and they see that Umbridge is there. Yay! Our two favorites. Um, Harry's kind of obsessed with like watching this happen, and he's like, "I have no idea." It's like, who oh I my want god, to I'm this, about to get, I'm about to watch <laughs> Snape get chewed out, <laughs> or I'm gonna watch Umbridge get chewed out. It's like the it is the greatest bitch match. I feel like Harry hates spending time with obviously both Snape and Umbridge so much, but I think this one specific class, I would be happy to be there to know the goss. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I I don't want to miss this class. It's yes, so absolutely. Good. Umbridge starts asking Snape questions. 
Mm-hmm. Simultaneously, Harry's like kind of messing up his potion because he's like so a obsessed lot. with, Just with a lot. Wa- watching it play out. Umbridge mentions that the strengthening solution they're practicing should be taken off the syllabus, perhaps because an army could be strengthened. Is is that it? Is that the whole reason why? That's it. You don't want to, but you don't want to make a bunch of really strong twelve-year-olds. That's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, it is. It truly is. But like Camp Half Blood. <laughs> <laughs> she also brings up, sort of legendarily, me merrily. You know, she's talking about his failure to get the defense against the dark arts job. This is when he's like, obviously. But you were unsuccessful. That's like but the only quote from the entire the entire eight movie obviously. series that Sean knows. He it, says, "What an iconic moment! Like it's the it best is, honestly, moment of so that iconic. movie. <laughs> the way that Alan Rickman made one word go no, on for five so minutes <laughs> every time. He's so good, every one of his lines, so good. <laughs> it's true. And then even just like the Snape in a Harry Potter musical, I'm just like Alan Rickman was so legendary. All these impersonations of him is because." He gave such quality material, but it's like when you watch the movies, it's like deadly serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, I guess he, what I'm saying is Alan Rickman was a great actor. Yeah. <laughs> wow, <Yep>. Christina. <laughs> I'm really excited to watch. Happy um, Alan Rickmas. Die Hard for Christmas. <laughs> have y'all seen Die Hard? Yeah. No. I have seen it once. I don't plan to. Mary Clay, would you like to come watch it with me? No. <laughs> what? Really? Just straight up? I don't know. Why? When? <gasps> Mary Clay! I just don't really have a desire to sit and watch Die Hard. What? It's a really good movie. It's a Christmas movie. I didn't understand. It's a really good movie, my guy. I have watched one Christmas movie this season, and it's called, uh, I think it's called The Noel Diary, and it's on (laughs) Netflix, and it is... So I watched it because someone on TikTok was talking about it. And I was like, oh, I think this is like a cute little, you know, Hallmark style rom-com type Mm. thing. It Mm. was deeply dark and depressing. I mean, not deeply, but like it was tinged with a lot of like depressing themes. It was just really terrible. It was an absolute waste. It was like an hour and 40 minutes of my life that I will never get back. I'm sorry. It was truly terrible. And then I watched the newest Bob's Burgers Christmas episode. And Stop, that's my plug. Sobbed uncontrollably. <laughs> uncontrollably. Uncontrollably. So, um, <laughs> All right, we'll circle back to that in plugs. And the kids I babysat this week, they wanted to watch Home Alone. And I said, but we don't have to. I said, okay, we can start it, but we don't have time to watch the whole movie. And they said, that's okay. We'll fast forward to the good parts. And then they fast forwarded to when all the booby traps start. <laughs> Good. Yay, Good. that's fun. That's so fun. So I watched the I watched the whole like, you know, heist. It's the, it's scene. the la- it's yeah. like 30 minutes to an hour into that movie or something. It yeah, I was like they're like it's okay, we'll just go to the good part. And I was like that's so funny. the booby traps, that's like the last 30 minutes of the movie. And they're like, yeah. Yeah, it's the best part. They're not wrong. And then meanwhile, I was explaining, they're like, who's that guy? Like his neighbor at the end? It's Macaulay Culkin. No. His neighbor at the end of the movie is like hugging his family and they're like, who's that? And I'm like, okay, see, this is crucial information that you would have gotten if we had just watched the movie from the beginning. (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, no, I don't want to watch Die Hard unless like everyone is having a movie night, in which case my FOMO will. (laughs) Yeah, we're all having a movie night. 
Okay, if, okay, fine. If everyone's do it, doing it, I guess I'll do it too. Wait, I, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna text Moving Air right now. There you go. No, I mean like don't like don't Can make we? this a thing make just a to get I... me to watch. No, Die Hard. I wanted to watch it anyway. Can we watch Die Hard this Sunday? Watch whatever you want. Fear pressure. Watch. Fear pressure. It truly is so much peer pressure. It's fine. It's fine. You gotta watch it once. Like I watched it once. You're good. Okay, so let's see. We'll just have to see what Movie Night says. Update. Not a single person in that group chat answered my text asking if they wanted to watch Die Hard. And a full 24 hours later, I had to follow up and say that they were now my 13th reason. You can't count on your friends, kids. Anyway, we watched Batman Returns instead. Technically, a Christmas movie. Snape sees that Harry has fucked up his potion again. So he banishes it all again and is like zero... Zero marks. And then he has to write like a essay on why you fucked up. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Harry doesn't necessarily like really have time for extra homework like this. Harry's just like, I'll just like not go to divination, but Hermione won't let him. He should not go. Hermione of all people. He should super not go to divination. I think because she, she doesn't want him to get in any more trouble than he has been getting in this year. And she knows that he already skipped history of magic. So if, you know, he were to be caught skipping this class on the same day, I'm sure it would be a lot more trouble. And like also, you know, again, we're trying to be on our best behavior for Angelina. Hmm. Just, you know, yeah. always carry around the invisibility cloak so you can skip classes and no one sees you. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Well, but he fails at that and he goes to divination and Trelawney is mad. She throws books at people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I get it. Like I love it. Okay. Neville's Charlie, gotten beat up so much. Straight times. up, yes or no question. Have you thrown a book at a person? Um I'm I've pro- I probably have. Okay, Mary Clay, have you thrown a book at a person? No. Never, for sure. Mm, I mean, I don't know, maybe when I was a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> They do throw books at you. Yeah, they throw a lot of books. I feel like probably yes, I've thrown a book at someone in my in my adulthood. Probably I like Sean. Probably yes. I I feel like I don't throw them maliciously. I'm just trying to toss you a book. Like literally, <laughs> it's not going to be hardcover. Mm. So apparently Professor Trelawney is on probation and she's pissed about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they go to Defense Against the Dark Arts and it's boring and fine and then the they go to the common room that night. Angelina says she has asked for the Gryffindor team to be reinstated, and Umbridge is like, I don't know, I need to think about it. What a bitch. Rude. It's just, like, not cute to be unfair. Either hold off all Quidditch or, like, none Quidditch. Like, the less Quidditch teams we have, the more you're just having, like, the same team just, like, fly around and you're just slithering, yeah, playing themselves. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so funny, actually. They they create their own... What, what is it when you, like, play yourself or something? Uh, I don't know. Masturbation. <laughs> yes. Southern team <laughs> masturbates. Sure. <laughs> Quidditch is one of the things that even J.K. Rowling has been like... Yeah, you I mean Joanne? I mean Joanne. Even them has said that Quidditch is nonsense. And, like, she do- doesn't enjoy writing it. But anyway, it is kind of like just thinking about like the way that like Quidditch teams have to practice. It's like 
You can't even like do a scrimmage at your practice because you only have seven. You don't even have yeah. like. They don't have um like substitutes. Yeah, they don't have like you know people who are sitting on the bench. You know. Yeah. Like. That like like you can't even scrimmage against you know at, at your practices. You have to do like three v. 3v3, and then I guess just the Seekers. The Seeker, yeah. <laughs> running seeker. around. What is the Seeker flying around? Dude, the Seeker is like your ADHD friend that you cannot get to come be a part of your conversation. Hi. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. It's like, we. I just said that, Harry. It's that friend at the party <laughs> who is like, you finally find them, and you're like, okay, good. All right, let's go, like, let's go grab our drinks together. And then, like, you together. turn around and they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> Goodbye. They start trying to do homework and they're also waiting for Sirius. Um, Fred and George are, my note says, Fred and George are testing products again. That's what my note says. What the they're, note doesn't say is they're projectile vomiting, vomiting. all over the comment. Oh okay, as someone who recently vomited. What? <laughs> Why did you vomit? Um, substances. <laughs> Subs- oh, substances. Okay. Um, Actually, you know what? This will be a fun story for everyone. Mom, okay. if you're listening, she's not listening. Um, <laughs> she would never. I let's just say the impulsive thoughts one. We were having a fun evening for the non-super Carlin brothers' birthday. <laughs> 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 it was for Tyler's birthday. He's a regular brother, <laughs> and I had already had. Everyone was like, "We didn't realize how much you had already drunk," and I was like, "It was three drinks," and they were like, "We didn't realize that like you were already like." You didn't seem drunk at all. And I was like, yeah, that's because I'm good at it. (laughs) Like, you don't. Anyway. And they take out a gummy. And I have never in my life done the devil's lettuce juice, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. The devil's lettuce (laughs) juice? Disgusting. And mostly because, um, not mostly, completely because I have asthma and I don't want to inhale any smoke and mess with my lungs or anything. So they take out this gummy and they're like, hey, we're doing like, I I don't know why. I was like, oh, can I have one? And they're like, uh, sure. They cut it into thirds and they're like, oh, this is going to be great, Mary Clay. You're going to feel like you're going to feel light. An hour later, it felt like I'd been roofied and I went into the bathroom and I made myself throw up like five times. Let us microdose you like the tiniest bit. Maybe. We're better than this. So that's how my first weed experience went Mary Clay I it was absolutely terrible you can always come get high with me in like a safe supportive helpful environment never in my life have felt like I I just kept I was like I just feel 20 times drunker and they're like oh well you did it wrong and I'm like well well that's not my fault the thing no listen here's the problem is that if you're gonna be drunk and high you have you to be, be higher high. than you are drunk. Yeah. Oh, no, no, Because if, no. if you're drunker than you are high, you get dizzy, you, you get the spins, you get nauseous. But if you're higher than you're drunk, you're, you just go to sleep eventually. I don't think I was that drunk. And as soon as I started feeling worse, I, I probably drank more water then than I had alcohol. Where was mm-hmm. oh talking about vomiting? That's right. I Vomitus threw up Maximus. multiple times that night, yeah. <laughs> Fun and it was deeply unpleasant. And so the fact that everyone is just sitting in the common room listening <laughs> well, to Fred and George vomit repeatedly, and like it's such a graphic description. It's talking it about like the sound of vomit hitting the bucket. Ah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Charlie, when was the last time you vomited? Um, the other day when I got, I I have fluid in my ears right now because I'm still sa- kind of sick. Yeah, you've so been sick. I, I like sorry. I turned recently. my head and vomited because yeah, I could not move. Like I I was Aww. like I need to just take some Nyquil and just like go to sleep and I took it. Five seconds later, gone. Nice. Couldn't even have the yeah. Nyquil. It's not good for your tummy. One time when I was in Europe. Okay, so I have been known to get coughs in my life. And I when I do, I kind of do just throw NyQuil back. And when I was in um, I was in Germany or Italy, maybe I, I got kind of sick and I got a medicine that I felt like it was kind of like NyQuil. So I just kind of like threw it back so that I could. I was in fucking Europe. I wanted to recover very quickly. So I just like threw it back like I throw back American NyQuil. And I was um, all night having very European shits. Oh no! <laughs> like it, it, it was like such an intense medicine, and I, I was like trying to. I did. I felt so sick. I was like on the bathroom floor. I was like trying to wash Bob's Burgers, and they were like, "It's not available in this country." But then <laughs> I would have. <laughs> I was wait, like, "What?" I, that would have been my thirteenth reason. <laughs> For the record, I recorded my diehard thirteenth reason joke before I edited this far, and heard that we had already done a thirteenth reason joke. Uh, later in this episode, so maybe uh, maybe that joke's uh, on the way out, huh, guys? So maybe we've been um, overusing that joke a little too much. Maybe we should uh, maybe we should find a new joke. I'm glad we've all had such wonderful experience. I ha- I haven't vomited in like several years, but I did just read a book that was set during pre World War II tensions between like a war between China and Japan, and all these kids are like on the road like walking to safety and a bunch of them get dysentery. So that's my most recent experience with like explosive oh body my God. <laughs> Cause I haven't borfed in, in a while. So there's just projectile vomiting in the common room, which is, I, I would perhaps like complain about that. Like I would have something yeah. to say about that. You know, maybe one of the prefix should have stopped them. Mm, but that's why you shouldn't have made Ron a prefect. Yeah. He's not going to stop anything. Well, no, because Hermione um, says, like, they're not technically doing anything wrong. They're just yeah. being I've gross. looked up every rule. <laughs> and Ron's like, I don't think you can give them detention or deduct house points just for being gross. No, you can just be like, <laughs> yeah, maybe not in a public space, guys. Like, like, put it in your dorm. Go, go, go to your dorm, please. Yeah, yeah, that's where everyone can go because like, the boys' side doesn't have the slides. Exactly. Or like outside where the rain will wash the barf away. Oh my God. Yeah, make them go outside in the rain. So eventually the crowd thins out and guess who should so- show up? It's Sirius Black. Oh, oh, oh really? my God. What? Wouldn't have expected you look at that? So the last time they talked, they, were, they had like a little bitch fight, right? Yeah. I don't remember. Because Sirius was like, I thought you were cool like James. You're the (laughs) one who's talking about this book every week. (laughs) I can't possibly be tasked with remembering. No, I I say that. Ask me a question about the beginning of the the Silmarillion or the end of the Silmarillion. Nothing. Wow, you read the Silmarillion? (laughs) I think the the last time that Sirius and Harry spoke, it was in the fire and Sirius was like, I'll come back like this again. And Harry was like, no, it's not safe. Or like, I'll come yes, meet you in London right. in Hog. No, not in London. I'll come meet you in Hogsmeade the next time you're there. And everyone's and like, "No, you fucking idiot!" Fucking not. And and Sirius is like, "Oh, I thought you were cool." 
You're an escaped criminal. (laughs) But now Harry's cool again because he's doing something against the rules. Yes. So um, Harry's like telling Sirius about the new educational decree. And Sirius butts in to be like, I know about your cool little after school club, my dude. And they're like, what? And he's like, no, Dung does drag. Fucking idiots. Yeah. Mundungus was the witch under the veil at the bar. I love this. He says, you have a lot to learn. He tells yeah. that to Hermione when she's like, but we went to the Hogsmeade. Wouldn't that have been better than the, bu- the, the, the butter beer, <laughs> whatever? <laughs> Three broomsticks, that's it. No, you did it right. Um, and he's like, you wouldn't have been overheard at the Three Broomsticks. You idiots. Don't you know anything about running an illegal organization? You children. No, yeah. no, they no, don't. No, they don't. <laughs> so Molly has sent a message, Molly Weasley, um, banning Ron from the group and encouraging uh, Harry and Hermione to also not do that. Uh, Sirius is like, I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, lo- I love that Harry's like, you don't really seem to be sharing that message with a lot of like, you know, enthusiasm or authority and he's like, I'm just delivering it because I've been told to say it. And Ron, please write your mother and let her know that I told you this because she mm-hmm. won't believe me otherwise. Yeah. But I think you're real fucking cool. Yeah. We we, we still it. can't gloss over the fact that Mundungus does drag. I, I feel like I feel like we can't yes. gloss over that. Oh, it's in the veil. Oh, my God. Mundunga. Yeah. He mentions that he's been dressing up. As a like, he's taken to dressing up as a witch a lot lately. I want to know. Good for him. I, I think I think this is just his like drag persona, like witch in a veil. Dude, the the best got the best spies would be like gender fluid, so they can like mold into any situation, any disguise. You, you know? know what? I might I might like Mundungus a little bit more now. You know, maybe it was Mia in our behind the magical bastards episode that's coming up in February, but. If you just read the name Mundungus to someone who doesn't know Harry Potter, they're like, what did you just say to me? Dungus? Mundungus? Mundungus Fletcher. It's a bad name. They're just like chatting. Suddenly, Sirius Black goes like tense and then disappears. And where his head was, a hand reaches into the fire, grabbing, grab, grab, grab. Per the chapter title that I'm going to post on Instagram today. Good. The chapter uh, illustration. Yeah. That's it's terrifying. Wait, whose hand is that? Wrong answers only. Let's see. Let's see. It's it's short fingers, old fashioned rings. Hmm. Um, fudge. Dobby. I was gonna say, is it the thing from uh, the Adams family? The oh hand? yeah, thing. Yes, yeah. it is thing. Just just thing. That's no the. One. Yeah, just thing. Yeah. I love thing. Interesting. He's got the most personality of all of them. I have I have questions about like the physics of the flu network because yeah. it says that the hand yeah. was grasping where Sirius's hair had been just moments before. Right. And assuming that Umbridge is doing this up in her office and obviously Sirius is in Grimwald Place. Um How? does that imply that like she could have grabbed him through the flu network and then like pulled him the rest of the way through? To her side? I don't know. I think so. I want to say yes. Like, maybe. Maybe she knows, like, advanced magic to do shit like that. Like, 
su- surveillance shit. Like the that. fact that she can like do that from from hers and like be watching theirs is so weird. Like they're connected. Magic is magic is cool. We live in a surveillance state, you know. Yeah, very creepy. Oh wait, hang on. Um, whose hand is that? Wrong answers only. Elon Musk. Okay, nice, well done. Uh, thank Just you. Just grabbing no, it. No, to take it's some more. the the hand thank in the Deus Ex thank Media you. logo. Oh yeah, Yay. our logo. It's the, it's the our hand. whole logo. <laughs> Amazing. There you go. We're at the end of the chapter. What? Charlie, is there any? Is there anything? Is there anything left that you want to talk about? Um, anything at all? Gender isn't real. Woo! Round of applause. So what gender are you? Stairs or slides? <laughs> escalators, escalators, escalators. Eels. I'm a slippery bitch. <laughs> I understood that reference. Mary Clay, anything? Any last words? No. Nothing. Oh, fuck. I, th- I forgot at the beginning of the episode to be like, Merry Christmas. Happy Oh, holidays. oh wait. Happy this, Hanukkah. this is coming out on uh, the solstice. Happy solstice, everybody. Yay. Happy solstice. Happy solstice. Wait, wait, what? I'm going to fact check that before. Oh, it does release on the 21st, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm really bad at saying things at the top of the episode if I don't write them. I had it in my brain. I'm like, I'm going to say it when he introduced me and I totally forgot. Okay, so it's the solstice. It's the fourth day of Hanukkah. It's a couple days before Christmas. Yeah. New Year, too. New Year's one I enjoy. Mary Claire, are you coming to my house for New Year's? Yes. Yes. Okay, I, I think I immediately marked myself as going because going. I'm one of those people who I never, like, I never have New Year's plans. I think this is something that, like, I, up until, like, maybe the last couple of years, have been like a very like woe is me attitude until finding out that like a lot of people also never have like fun things to do on New Year's Eve. And like New Year's, New Year's Eve for adults, sucks for a lot of people. And like this is actually a very common thing. Hmm. So yeah. I'm excited just to like have friend. somewhere to go, you know? Yeah. It won't be like New Year's Eve 2020 where I was home alone and I started Return of the King at just the right time so that at midnight, it's done. <laughs> played. And yes, Mr. Frodo, it's over that now. That sounds fun in its own way. <laughs> I mean, it's it, that is fun still. It was, it was deeply depressing. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> well, I feel like I couldn't have been doing anything better at that. Yeah, I was going to say, it was a pandemic year. Yeah, but like you have a partner. Like I was alone. Yeah, I had I have a, a partner. I had a skeleton that I made a, that I crocheted a scarf. Mary Clay, you just need to glomp onto me in Sean's bubble. When COVID hit and it was like people were talking about bubbles, it was like me, Sean, and Haley. That was our bubble. Because Haley's a singleton. <laughs> I don't think I was as, I don't know. I don't think I, I like knew you guys as well when COVID hit. Cause like I started to get to know more of y'all better when we started this podcast. And then the pandemic hit like a month into the podcast. True that. Thank we're, God. Am yeah. I right? What if we were still sitting around my kitchen table screaming over each other? Can you my imagine? God, this podcast would not have lasted. Five seasons of it that? would not have lasted. I did kind of want to say something when you started this set, that setup of being like, 
hey, like this is a fun idea, but like from a logistical standpoint, I'm not sure it's the best thing to listen to. <laughs> and then I was like, no, she has a vision. I'm going to let her play it out. So maybe <laughs> it's best that the pandemic hit and now we have better, deeper conversations than all of us screaming in one room do you guys feel like this was a better deeper conversation than all of us screaming i mean we still screamed just like more focused more in a focused way and also like i don't know if you would have gotten guests on if we had stayed in that format Mm. you know how on earth could i have yeah like it wouldn't have been possible to do guests so and now and now like we know so many lovely people because you've reached out to them and gotten them on the pod you're right about that. I started a network. Yeah, this is one of them. Wait, yeah. brag. Hashtag brag. Yay. Let's move on to plugs. Are you guys ready? Maybe. Yes, let's do it. Charlie, where can people listen to your dulcet tones besides right here? Many places. Um, mostly my podcast, Of the Eldest Gods. If you like Percy Jackson and the Riordan verse, that's what me and my co-host Ray do. Other place on the internet. I'm at Green Pixie Twelve. Most places. Uh, Twitter Twitter kind of still exists. Um, and there I'm Green Pixie One Two Three. Uh, fine. Yeah. Also, I'm doing drawing things um a lot right now. So check out my Instagram, Green Pixie yeah. Draws. I'm I'm drawing like a crazy person right now. Actually, I need to start posting more things on there. I love all your stuff. Yay! All that shit's linked in the show notes. And Charlie, what have you been watching, reading, playing, listening to recently that you think the listeners of our podcast would enjoy? My my plug is going to be Klaus. Because like... Klaus. What year is that? 2005? No. <laughs> no. No. That was like... Two, of 2015? Tw- wasn't it like... No, it's like 2018. Yeah. Or 2019. 2019? <laughs> 2019, I it's think. It's relatively I googled, I, recent. Yeah. I threw, I threw like, out a year. It was obviously wrong. <laughs> and we jumped down your throats. I, I Googled it. It's 2019. <laughs> it, it, it's tw- it's 2019 because that was like right before I started at Domino's <laughs> that that movie came out. I know this. for you. It's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching that while I was... um. Uh, sad and crying in December because I no longer yeah. have a job. <laughs> Depresso. What a mood. Depresso December. It's a real thing. Yeah. Sad and crying in December. That's, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's Taylor Swift's next album name. <laughs> that's one of her past albums. Oh, does it? Didn't was, she? Yeah. It was like back to December. That's literally one of her songs. Is it? The, okay. A song, not an album though. But yeah. Yeah. Still. Yeah, Klaus. You can you can kind of describe anything using Taylor Swift song titles. Um, um, I'll I'll describe Klaus though. You know, you're the best, the most. Oh, okay. We do one. We do one sentence plugs. Remember in season. Yeah, five. we stick to it very strictly. The most Christmassy movie, but also the least Christmassy. There you go. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate you so much, Mary Clay. Everyone knows where to find you, but just tell them anyway. Okay, cool. I host a podcast called That's What I'm Talking About. I believe by the time this episode comes out, I'll have just released an episode on this really lovely collection and publication called um, Letters from Father Christmas. And Mm -hmm. it's 
letters that J.R.R. Tolkien wrote to his children as Father Christmas. And that's really sweet. He did it for I think it spans like over 20 years worth of letters. And it's really wholesome and precious. And it's so quintessentially J.R.R. Tolkien. Like he he made he made a a language. He made up another language for uh, these letters. So anyway, so that episode, I think, will have just come out yesterday. Hopefully. If I write it, if I, With any luck. whereas me recording this episode now, I still have to finish reading, researching, writing, and record it and edit it. It's fine. I'll you do got it this. all. You're doing great. And then my recommendation is something that Christina might have recommended in the past because I started playing it because of her. It's a video game called Cozy Grove. Mm. Oh yeah, I did. But do it again. It's fresh. Is all I'll say. It's just like very. Fresh. It's very relaxing and wholesome, and I like it a little more than Animal Crossing because you have, like, a list of, like, exact, like, concrete things to do rather than, like... Wandering around aimlessly. Yeah, exactly. So, and it's Uh, a little bit spooky. Can I I interest you in Dreamlight Valley? (laughs) I I do want to play that. Mary Clay, I only paid, like, nine bucks for mine. How much did you pay in the Switch store? Um, I think it was like fifteen dollars, maybe. It's so it's in it's a pretty inexpensive. Yes, game. yeah, it's very inexpensive. Exactly. I don't think I've bought a video game at like full Nintendo Switch price in years. Oh wait, I just remembered that I told uh, I just started my new job, and I said when I got my first full paycheck, I was allowed to get Dreamlight Valley. Is that what it's yes, called? Yes, right? yes, Disney Dreamlight Valley. So I actually. I, I actually, after this, I'm going to go buy it because I said I couldn't. I got good, paid today. Good. <laughs> Yay! Go buy it. What a cool story, right? I'm Love so that. happy. Yeah, I second I second your plug of Cozy Grove. It's very sweet. Well, you already plugged it before, so this is you thirding it. <laughs> I thirded it. <laughs> I seconded your plug, and now you're <laughs> seconding my second. Perfect. I've been your host, Christina. You know where to find me. And today, I know I've been plugging all the podcasts that I listened to recently, but I'm going to take a break for the holidays and I'm going to plug Bob's Burgers, my favorite TV show of all time by far. (laughs) And I'm going to plug Mary Clay. Don't cry because I'm going to (laughs) cry. This is a reminder to me, Christina, hello, that you need to rank the Christmas episodes because I've been ranking the holiday episodes. And um, this one has to be number one, right? Like it's really it's not it's, number one, but it's good. It's like, up I, there. Yeah. In the show, in the show notes, you can find my ranking to the Bob's Burgers Christmas episodes. And the most recent one was really, really good. Like I this happens to me every once in a while when I'm like reading a book, watching a movie, listening to something where you're like chilling, chilling on this story. You're like listening to it or reading it or whatever. And then something happens. and You're just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so beautiful. And you're just like sobbing suddenly. <laughs> that's and never like, happened to me before with Bob's Burgers. Yes, my I was about to TV say like show of all time. I have not ever cried at Bob's Burgers, and the way I was ugly some sobbing sweet moments, but this one was like, oh my god, it's I'm the most so like nothing bad happens. It's just, it's just so wonderful. I'm literally gonna start crying. So we need to end this episode. <laughs> that's the end of the episode, right? Surely. Uh, do we really? do it all? Do we, do we do Thanks it? for being here, Charlie. I forgot to do the thanks part, but that's because. It feels like you're just a regular. I, I am. With the rest of I'm, us, you know I'm I mean? going to secretly take over one of the co-host spots. 
it's happening. I'm like, I just want to keep inviting the same people over <laughs> and over again. So that's what you can look forward to in, in the years to come from their churches section. All right. Well, so that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Glory, that Bye. Worked. Bye. <laughs> Does that work? I guess so. I never know how to end them. It's never good. It's never right. I'm telling you, got to come up. And that's the restricted section. <laughs> and that's the reason the, the sections. Yeah, restricted. it should be. And that's why we're and that's why the section's restricted. That's it, potheads. Thanks for listening to the restricted section. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Christina Kahn. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Please connect with us on Twitter at RestrictedPod, on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Facebook at RestrictedSectionPod, or in our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew. Join our Patreon to get access to our Discord server, our bonus episodes, and other cool perks. We're also very happy to be a member of Deus Ex Media, where all you fucking nerds can find all kinds of fandom podcasts to suit your fancy. What would you do if there was a terrifying prophecy about you? Or you had to go on a perilous quest to save a friend. Or everything you loved was in danger and the world was about to end. Whoa, uh, slow down, Charlie. You know what to do when all that crazy stuff happens, right? Call Ghostbusters? No, <laughs> you listen to Of the Eldest Gods. Oh, 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 right, right, right. Sorry, Ray. Uh, y'all can listen to our podcast about the Rick Riordan books. <laughs> we'll cover each chapter and talk about some of the fucked up mythological context. And we'll probably get cursed by Zeus. Let's know. hope that doesn't happen this season. Catch Oteg on all your podcast platforms. And eat some blue food while you listen. Wish us luck while we survive the apocalypse. Charlie. What? Today, I almost, for the very first time in the history of this podcast, I almost completely forgot to read the chapter. And it was exactly one, it was one hour before this moment, and I was cooking dinner, and I was like, I have just enough time to listen to somebody read it to me on YouTube. Dave X Media.